Channels are open. Hello, everyone. Nichnech, Muchnech, I believe is how it's pronounced. Welcome to Blood of the Void, our Star Trek live play here, our full Klingon group. It's good to see everybody. After a month, man, these month excursions. It's so weird, man. Not seeing y'all for a month and then jumping into these games. This this monthly game is just messing with my time. It's just messing with how my brain works on, on time. Um, I've only got a few announcements tonight, and then I'll hand it off to you guys if you all have any announcements. Um, the first big announcement that we have this evening is to let everybody know that Predation begins this Saturday on Q Times at noon. So tune in and VOD Squad, get ready. So if you've got your weekend D&D games, no big deal. Q Times will get that up on VOD, no problem. But uh, our Predation game is gonna be starting. So if you like dinosaurs and you like sci-fi, if you were one of the few, like maybe 100 people in the world that liked the show Terra Nova, I would say definitely. I knew that was gonna get Quincy. <laughs> I would say tune in, you might enjoy it. Um, also, you get, to watch, uh, you get to watch Rave, Gina, Sam, and B. Dave Walters play dinosaurs. And who doesn't wanna see that? Um, the other announcement that I had tonight is just kind of a small little bitty thing where I just wanted to give a big thank you to Star Trek because today, 33 years ago today, the very first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation aired. So happy birthday, TNG, and thank you for changing my life. Um, yeah, those were the announcements that I had. Nothing huge tonight. Anybody got anything to announce? Anything y'all are doing? I know Elise has been playing a doctor recently. I'd like to hear more about that. What's going on? What's going on with you, Elise? Do you have any announcements? Uh, just that, yeah, I play an improv doctor in a show uh, called Heartbeats on twitch.tv slash Ripley Improv. And we had our first episode, which you can see on, I think you can see it if you're a subscriber to Ripley Improv, but it's only five bucks. So you should, you should just subscribe to Ripley Improv. Um, but it went really well and it was fun and and it's kind of crazy to be an improv, improv doctor, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody else have any announcements? They want to, do they have anything coming up? Otherwise we can just jump into tonight's game. Wow. This is the fastest I think it's ever gone. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and just launch into tonight's episode of Blood of the Void. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's story of Blood of the Void. Uh, when we last left off, the crew of the IKS Borku had just investigated a distant world looking for evidence of Trillian D contraband that may have been flowing into the hands of Romulans that were plotting to use them to enforce their vessels 
for what they can only assume to be some kind of possible incursion into the Shackleton Expanse. Now, what strategic value the Shackleton Expanse holds to the Romulan Star Empire is anyone's guess. But after finding this facility and investigating it, it was discovered that at least 14 vessels, the names of 14 Romulan Imperial vessels, were on a list of ships that apparently seem to be getting their hulls reinforced by any of these Trillium D deposits. Interestingly enough, the name of the Spectre, the elusive warbird that everyone's been hunting, was not on the list. And since then, you have all learned that there's a possible schism between Mindak, one of the most respected and loyal admirals of the Romulan Star Empire, and Sila, one of the most infamous Romulans the Alpha and Beta Quadrant has ever known. She is the head of the Tal Shiar and a brilliant, if not con- incredibly cunning, leader. It's possible that the operations that are taking place right now in securing these Trillium D deposits have been all her doing, and that Mindak is operating independently, which opens the door a whole flood new of questions. For example, what's the deal with the cloaking device that you guys have all been trying to track down? That investigation of the invasion into the database where the blueprints to uh, General Chang's bird of prey's technology, that technology of that bird of prey, the cloaking device technology, where was that headed and why was that extracted? There's a lot of questions that still have not been answered, but all of this is linked somehow. And what you uncovered in this facility is essentially that these Trillium D deposits are being used by the Romulan Star Empire. There's also a growing suspicion that there might be an inside man taking place here. There might be somebody within the Klingon Empire who has been helping facilitate this. Because it's becoming more and more difficult to believe that this could be happening under the nose of Klingon intelligence or the Klingon Empire. Particularly because of what took place on the space station where that information about General Chang's bird of prey was swiped. But that's not all that happened last episode. We also had a very mild case of wanting to kill everybody by Kotar when he came into contact with the Trillium D. And after being subdued, has learned that this Trillium D, just as it does a normal full-blooded Vulcan, will still affect people of Vulcan ancestry. As it sent one of uh, one of the biggest Klingons that has ever walked <laughs> into a full rage and uh, endangered the lives of the crew. But thankfully, the quick thinking of one Idaj, you were able to hypospray him into a sweet, restful sleep. <laughs> or I should say, sedated him. Um, upon return and learning more from Sprack and Skag, the two very annoying Ferengi that you had to deal with, what you have been left with is a bunch of loose ends. You found the facility. Now what? You have evidence that the Trillium D has been installed into the hulls of these vessels. How does this link up with this Romulan admiral who's sailing around the stars with a ship that can firewall cloaked? And what is that related to Sela if they're not connected? The last bit of evidence that's kind of floating around out there that's been kind of confusing is the possible involvement of somebody on the inside. If that's the case, who do you trust? Now, if you remember one of the moments in the last episode, um, 
Bamir actually decided not to contact High Command and tell them about what y'all discovered for two reasons. One, you're not supposed to be out here. You were supposed to be on station keeping near the Romulan border under cloak. You were given a shit assignment where you were basically just supposed to sit around and look for evidence of Romulans crossing in through the neutral zone. How were you ever expected to find that? Taking the initiative, you found this facility and now you have some evidence, but you're not exactly sure who your allies are. This game is picking up a week after that took place. Frustrated by the lack of leads after everything you've discovered and unsure of who to submit this information to, the Borku is essentially returned to its assignment space where you were all originally stationed to patrol and have been for the past seven days under cloak patrolling the Romulan border. It has been a frustrating hurry up and wait and not entirely certain as to what to do next. But that all comes crashing to an end when you receive an alert of a communication from General Cargan to Captain Bamir, waiting for you in your personal quarters. In my personal quarters? Well, you're okay. Captain's ready room, so to speak. Oh, okay. The, yeah. Okay. Well, I... Am I alone there? Mm -hmm. Currently, you are alone. You're sitting in there. You're with a data pad in your hand, reviewing a lot of the... Bamir, it's, it's been a week, and it's... All of these data pads and these star charts are looking the same. They all look exactly the same at this point. A lot of nothing happening out here. There's been a few merchant vessels passing through, but they are so insignificant, and all of them are completely checked out. You're distracted by the chirping sound, that sort of great sound to your right, where your personal computer actually alerts up with the insignia of the Klingon High Command, and it is Narendra Station calling, General Cargan's personal line. Very exciting, something, finally. I uh, click to open the message. The visage of one General Cargan is waiting for you when the screen goes live. He has always been a very unpleasant looking man, even for a Klingon. Uh, for a Klingon, he seems to always be scowling, always looking at people like they're idiots or like they've said something stupid. He always seems to bear that expression on his face. For some, it disarms them. For others, it's infuriating and annoying. Amir, you've come to realize that whatever the purpose behind the way he presents himself is, it constantly puts people at a disadvantage when dealing with them. You've managed to learn how to keep a cooler head so you can really analyze what he's saying to you. But that doesn't take the edge off of seeing his face pop up on that screen. Especially because this is the man that sent you out into the middle of nowhere. General, to what do I owe this honor? There's been a development. Yes. Admiral Mindak has been, how should I say, welcomed back into the arms of the Romulan Star Empire. Your chances of finding him are gone. He has returned to his people and apparently has sided with the Romulan Senate. The threat of a Romulan civil war seems to be coming to an end and Sila's grasp is slipping away. 
Does that please you? Does it please you? I don't care either way. I would have liked to have seen Romulans killing each other. Uh, I will settle for them staying away from Klingon territory. Then... Yeah. It sounds like our business here is done. Would you like me to return? To yes. Narendra? Return to Narendra Station immediately. You are authorized at maximum warp. I will see you soon, Commander. And abruptly cuts off, just ends transmission. Yes, sir. I... Uh, I call... Uh, open a message to my senior officer. Senior officers, report to my quarters. Right away. Here we go. <laughs> Moments later, your senior staff is crowded around inside your quarters. Um, Riek, can you see her face is scrunched up as she's looking at everybody and looking at you. Riek is nothing if not pretty perceptive, Commander. She seems to be pretty aware that something has displeased you. And it's almost like she's anticipating bad news. Crew, we have been called to return to Narendra Station. Return? Apparently, apparently, Mindak is gone from our grasp. He is back within the Romulan Star Empire, and the threat of civil war has dissipated, and we are no longer needed here. Is that good or bad? I am entirely unsure. It seems uh, strange. Corrigan, it just seems strange that that type of threat of civil war between Sela and Mindak would just stop. Doesn't seem like Romulans. Did the Although, general also doesn't seem like us because we would fight no matter what. Did the general provide any more information? Not much more. It Just seems that we are Captain, that we are recalled on such short notice without further information about what we should be doing or the circumstances of this end to Romulan strife. And he said we're authorized for maximum warp to return to Narendra. What's going to happen to us once we go back to Narendra? Why do we need us back so quickly if there's no concern whatsoever? I agree I with the first officer. Perhaps we should be on guard when we do return. Maybe we should arrive to cloak so that we can survey the scene before we make ourselves known. I think that's best. Uh, Commander, are you in contact with any of the other Klingon uh, captains? Maybe we can casually ask how, if everyone else has been recalled as well, or just a us. Good, a good question. Can we contact um, my little fling guy? The golf? 
Yes, <laughs> to call. Captain to call. Yes. Um, would you like to do that now? Yes. So, Commander, as you move back behind your desk and reach down to touch the pad in order to open up a channel, your hand pauses and instinctively you quirk an eyebrow because waiting for you coming into the channel is a hail from Captain Tagal. We're still there, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's still in the room. Okay. I'm just winking at Commander Vermeer at this point. <laughs> I wink back. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, he was going to call. Yeah. <laughs> I open open the channel. Uh, as it comes alive, you see from what it looks like, he's on the bridge. He's in the captain's chair on the bridge. You can see just from the, the screen that you can see, the bridge on his vessel is considerably large. He is in a Vorta-class warship. So you can see the depth of field of all the Klingons behind him at their stations. But the look on his face is quite severe. And he almost seems to lean forward as he says, Bamir, are you still out near the edge of the neutral zone? Yes, we haven't made our return course yet. But I have a feeling you're telling me maybe we shouldn't. I monitored that transmission from Narendra Station. Don't return to Narendra Station, Commander. What can you tell us? I don't know anything for certain just yet. But I'm starting to understand that there is something happening with Kargan. He cannot be trusted. Just like I said back when we first met, we've uncovered evidence that Kargan might be involved in some kind of contraband that's being shipped through the Shackleton Expanse around Klingon space to avoid notice thinking that somehow we wouldn't know. Your being stationed where you are and us being stationed where we are was strategic to keep us outside the corridor of where these shipments are taking place. I don't know the nature of these shipments, but I do know that he has gone through some trouble to make sure that no one knows the nature of these shipments. Whatever they are, I'm certain the Federation Admiral on Narendra Station does not know about them either. He knows about your exploits, your recent travels, I should say, to mm-hmm. System 0199087. I don't know what it is you found there or what brought you to that place commander but I don't think it's coincidence that after he's discovered that you went there that he's calling you back quickly yes this is starting to make sense you heard the news about Mindak well we heard news but I don't know if it's the news what what can you tell us about what happened with Mindak only that Mindak seemed to be chasing a Federation starship. The more I've learned 
the more I'm becoming convinced that Mindak is actually not connected to what it is we have discovered. He's a diversion. I think so. Probably well-timed and just being used to distract us from what's happening at the border. There is something involved with Chang's cloaking device that should have been destroyed. Did you uncover anything in that system you went to? Uh, I'd like to do an insight check. That would be... (laughs) But also I'm seeing my members shake their heads and I'm like, I don't think I should tell him anything. (laughs) On the opposite side of your screen, you just catch him doing like... (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) Is Um, there a mute button? (laughs) Kotar is like, I've seen Game of Thrones, don't do this. all right, so uh, this is going to be a an insight command check, and it okay. will be opposed. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So he's hiding something. <laughs> Possibly. Insight commands. Yeah, difficulty is one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That is cocked, and so one success. And two success. Okay. Um, oh, do I get um, any um, momentum? Uh, no. Uh, I got. I rolled a five and a six. Uh, I have a five in command, so I don't think. I don't know if any of my focus is apply though. Probably not. Unless I have like so anything like sets motivation or anything like that as a focus. Nah. Yeah. So you're leaning into your instincts, Bamir. You study his face for a moment, and you get the impression that he's being sincere. Not the same as honest, but definitely sincere. Okay. I still am uh, looking at my security officer doing this, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) well, I see. Yeah, I see everyone kind of. So I turn back to the screen. Well. Not quite. Basically, we were sent on a wild goose chase by an overzealous Ferengi. Hmm. It was a waste of time. He nods, and he says, Well, whatever sparked Cargan's interest, it centers around your deviation from your flight I think it has something to do with whatever it is you were up to. Hmm. Maybe we came close to something and he's afraid. Possibly. It should be... difficult to communicate after this transmission. If you're planning on not returning to Starbase, then it's likely we are going to be recalled or at least interrogated to find out when we last spoke to you. Whatever you're planning on doing or whatever you can do, you should do it quickly. It won't be long before Cargan figures out that you know that he knows. Um, I, I uh, press the mute button. Okay. I'm just like, one second, please. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> Hold, please. Yeah. Cool. I have a sense that Tagal 
He may be an ally now, but we need to secure some way to secure his loyalty or to check to see if he's compromised, been compromised later. Any ideas? It is my job to know how people uh, intend to act. And I don't think you get a good sense of that over a comms, but I am quite intrigued as to how, one, he was waiting for the call to happen because he called you right after you got off with Cargan. And then two, if he is so concerned, why risk it if he knows the Cargan's going to be looking at his logs after to see if they communicated with us? I'm not saying he's a liar because I don't want to insult you and your flea, Captain, but <laughs> I don't think he's completely honest either. I get... <laughs> Commander, is there any way that you can... I said that comment. <laughs> Commander, is there any way that we can track his flight pattern? You can get it, yes. Um, so the fleet, the fleet is constantly communicating with each other, letting them know where, uh, where your locations are. Even when you're running silent, you have an approximation of where ships are located throughout this sector. So you, it's easy to actually pinpoint uh, where his ship is. Uh, I think I think it would be best also if we were able to maybe engineering can somehow fake that our ship has been disabled or crippled as a reason for us to not go back to Rendra as, as opposed to full out rebellion against the entire empire. Uh, yes. and so we might buy some time and do some discovery on our own. It sounds as though Tagal intends to go back, though, and listen to orders while telling us not to do the same. Yes, exactly. So I think it's best to tell him that we will attempt to go back while not maintaining the same course. Commander, if I may speak, if we can access Tagal's flight pattern and find out where he's been when we were accessing or when we found the Trillium D, then maybe we can get an idea of what he's been up to and see yeah. whether he's trustworthy or not. And also, I would like to see if we can get any, since he's monitoring our calls, can we monitor his calls? It would be a wise move. Even if he is sincere to, with his intentions to you, it does not mean he does not have other intentions. Perhaps he is currying favor with the general himself. As much as he speaks ill of him, honor is honor among the empire. And he's trying to get us out of the way because we're a threat to his position. Perhaps he does not consider you an enemy, but he does not trust you as an ally truly either. I agree with the first officer that we should deceive, make efforts to deceive the sensor nets and the fleet logs. Whether we say that we are disabled, or if we perhaps send a false transponder code to say that we are indeed on our way back, but give a false location as to where we actually are. Yes. yes. Also, Omec, how is everyone knowing our business, where we've been, who we're talking to? We need to do a full sweep of the entire ship and see if there's any spies on board as well, which I'm happy to do with Kotar. And yep. up our encryption rates because why is Tagal monitoring our calls? And I bang my hands on the 
on the my fist on the table. Okay, smashing it down on the table. It may also, also be prudent Dylan. to. My yes. apologies, Commander. Oh, no, please, Damian. It may be prudent to look into the house politics of Tagal and Kargan, if there's any conflict or perhaps agreement in their pasts. There may be more relationships between these two than we realize. Whether it is friendship or resentment, we should find out. Yes. Ah. And that also makes me realize. Okay, I have an idea. I turn uh, mute button off. Turn back. Okay. To mute. You see an impatient look in his eyes as you as you deactivate the mute button. He quirks a brow at you and looks at you very irritated. Tagal, apologies for making you wait. I know this is a tense time for all of us. My crew and I needed to discuss our plan as to how to avoid uh, avoiding. Uh, listening to a direct order from General Cargan. But what what we discussed is that we are done with Cargan. He is a patak, and we will not be listening to his direct orders from now on. We thank you for letting us know that he is without honor. Go safely, my friend. Kapla! And I... Uh, actually, no, I, I want to see you. Okay. Yeah. You see he's about to open his mouth to speak, and you just de- cut off the transmission. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. I was going to, and then I didn't, because I want to see his reaction. Oh, his reaction is, you, you see him, he hesitates, and he says, he, he says, Bamir, he's your superior officer. If you refuse him, he will send ships after you and label you a traitor to the Empire. You have a small window to prove him being a traitor or whatever it is he's doing otherwise you won't be able to trust your own crew not to kill you and take command then what do you suggest we do Tagal? I don't know you're in deeper than I am I only am knowing that something is happening and something is going on whatever investigation you've been conducting keep going But your window of time is very small. I've done all I can for you. I wish you luck. (laughs) I wish you a good death. And I to you. I close the channel. Okay. Channel just kills right there. I turn to my crew. Well, hmm, that was not the reaction or response of someone who is planning subterfuge against us. And I say trust no man who presents problems with no solutions. It's a little too convenient from my mind. Uh He does present a good point. Uh, as much as I do like killing things, I would not like to take on the entire Klingon fleet. <laughs> so we are, at, I believe, as the humans say, in a rock in a hard place. And, yes. and just just to expand on that, 
the point that he was making is also totally valid. If the crew finds out you're disobeying a direct order from General Cargan, then you'll have a very limited window in which to act because they might find that it's their opportunity to prove their loyalty to the Empire by killing a traitorous captain. I, in case it wasn't clear to you all, I was not planning to disobey Cargan. We already have a plan to tell, to either send a false transponder code or to have Riek fake our ship being incapacitated. I just wanted to see what his reaction would be to us declaring outright rebellion. I feel like someone who would want to show us in a negative light would take that information back to Cargan, don't you? So if we hear things back from Corrigan about us, then we know who it came from. The only person outside of this ship and our crew right now is Tagal. I think we should tell the ship that our, we should tell the crew that the ship has suffered a major casualty uh, with uh, engineering that disables us now. So if anything gets back to Corrigan or he suspects anything, it would be Tagal who has told him. Exactly. Let's get that message sent off to Corrigan. Commander, but I, I do suggest that before doing that, because we're going to have to have proof of a casualty, all we have to do is reverse the polarity, the IRL. And then by, by reversing that polarity, we'll be able to uh, be non-traceable and uh, trim the multidimensional uh, phaser into a sustaining function. <laughs> That's great. Can you do that? I was just going to suggest killing one of the the lower level people but <laughs> I was just going to suggest finding a red shirt and knifing him but okay <laughs> um get <laughs> on that ASAP which is to say that Kotar did almost go insane and try and stab me in the face uh, he could have gone insane near one of the reactors and caused some sort of malfunction uh, Riek can you manufacture some sort of engineering issue Riek immediately speaks up and says the Boku was a, the original prototype for this class of vessel. It should not be difficult to manufacture a malfunction. She's one of the oldest ships of her class. I know this ship the way I know my own heart. I can... I might need some help distracting our engineering crew. They are not without brains. They might figure out what I am up to, and it might be best if they didn't see. Perhaps if you held an event on the ship, distract everyone out of the engine room. All I would need is 30 minutes. I think we can handle that. It is worth pointing out, Commander, that it's only a matter of time. One of our engineering staff uncovers what it is that I am going to do. Then we must ensure loyalty from our crew above all else. Uh, at the same time, Omek, I would uh, suggest that you do a sweep of the ship for any anything that might be causing other ships to trace us, track our massacres. Can you do that as well? On it. Commander, I must also warn that 
We need an excuse that allows us to act on a moment's notice should we need to act. A falsehood might prove a disadvantage if suddenly we were to be attacked or need to take action and head somewhere. The crew would get suspicious as to how quickly a repair has to happen. No insult, of course, to our engineer, Riek. A good point. Any ideas? No one else knows of Cargan's correspondence to you. It just came in. Uh, let's say we have a tournament of sorts for all members of a ship with a large prize since we've been here for a week and done nothing. And everyone is eligible to attend, but they must participate throughout the entire thing. Does that sound good to everyone? What kind of tournament? Are we fighting? What kind of tournament? Mokbara. Yes! Yes! Can I make a suggestion? Is this React? React not. React's got this small smirk on her face. And she just lean, looks at you for a second, Kotar, like she's aware she's about to disappoint you. And then looks back at you and says, drinking. Ah, yes. Something that drowns the senses. A good suggestion. A drinking tournament. I am in for it. I will acknowledge the logic in this. <laughs> I cannot get drunk, therefore it is rigged, but I will state the fact that I'd rather it be a fight. <laughs> I'm happy to monitor and judge this drinking tournament. Bamir, let me set this up, and I will get back to you soon. All right. Sounds like we have our orders. <laughs> So, in order to... Captain, Commander, what's, what's a prize that would make all of the crew be enthused about mm. sentiment? Well, what would you want, Kotar? I mean, just to prove that I am the most dominant and uh, the best fighter on the ship. Honor is uh, enough for me, but, you know, the next man might want something else. I don't know. Uh, Tiny Klingons, what would you like if you won? <laughs> Darsek and an unlimited supply of blood wine from the replicator. While aboard I the think that all the Beck seem to treasure is a position working next to us on the bridge. I would suggest we give a temporary stewardship to whoever would win the tournament to come on board the bridge and serve with us. Possible promotion if you outdrink everybody. <laughs> we I just. Mean, it, it, it's not so. Just to give you uh, just a quick reminder, because it's been a while since we we visited that that first episode. But the crew of the IKS Borku is, if you remember correctly, just an amalgam of soldiers of the Empire who were getting a second chance or would never have been given a chance in the first place. Uh, so, so Adaja's suggestion may not be without merit. 
And perhaps, uh, perhaps we also offer some type of, not empty title, but some type of lower rung title in the House of Quebec to the winner of this drinking tournament. Like a steward of House Quebec? Yes. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, you could make somebody a member of your, an honorary member of your house. And that, that would be huge because you're, you're still a minor house who's being courted by the great houses right now. Quebec doesn't have a long history. You're still relatively new, but, uh, you know, you've got your own worship and that's nothing to sneeze at. So this, this would be a huge opportunity for any ambitious Klingons. All right. So it is settled. A stewardship in the House of Quebec, which would include time on the bridge with the senior officers. So you're, you, you guys are staging a <laughs> sabotage of your own engines. It's not actually a sabotage. By way of drinking contest, so that you can uncover a plot by a high-ranking Klingon general. Is this an 80s movie? (laughs) I'm like, you know, the last episode of Clear Skies was so freaking off the map, just wild. And I'm like, it's happening here now, too. So you know what? We're just going to keep going. Um, I feel like this is pretty classic Klingon behavior. It is pretty classic Klingon behavior. News spreads around the IKS Borku that there is... You guys have been on patrol for the past week. Not only that, but you managed to uncover a secret base. And it's your duty to be out here on the edge of space, securing the borders of the Empire. But it has been very little time where you've been able to celebrate, really celebrate being Klingon. This is an opportunity. Things are slow. And while some might be married to their duty, and use that as a way of celebrating being a Klingon, the majority of the crew is ecstatic by this idea and reacts very positively to the concept that all I have to do is drink until I pass out. And if I'm lucky, I'll pass out last and become a steward of a minor house. It doesn't take long before everyone is ready to do this. About three hours is all it takes for people to spread throughout the ship and replication systems going online. Because you guys are, now I should point out that it's true, Klingons prefer non-replicated food. And in many instances, you guys actually do have stock of the real deal on board the Borku. However, that's mostly something that greater houses and bigger ships have on board. For the most part, the IKS Borku being kind of, you know, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, like a backwater ship where you guys don't have as much privilege as some of the other um, older houses and whatnot, because y'all are a new ship, you rely mostly on the replicator. That doesn't mean that the intoxicating effects aren't the same. Alcohol can be replicated on a Klingon vessel. So while the blood wine is not going to be particularly fantastic it'll get the job done for sure in that case Riek goes to work assigning two engineers to the replication the replicators on board the ship go ahead and spend two energy out of your pool for the borku on the borku character sheet 
And that is going to simulate the amount of energy the Borku takes replicating all of the blood wine you are going to need <laughs> for this event. So in the main hall of the vessel, actually, I have a blueprint here. This is to a Burrell bird of prey, but it's assumed that the Burrell and the Cavort class are about the same vessels. One's just a lot bigger. Um, let me pull this up here. Such a cool ship. It was my favorite ship when I was a kid. I used to take my toy airplanes and pretend like they were Burrell birds of prey because they didn't make Star Trek toys for me back then. Okay. Um, warp core, dilithium sequencer, main engineering. Okay, so the main cargo bay is where this is gonna be taking place. And a lot of people have been clearing out the cargo bay because the crates down there, in order to make room for the crew to gather down below and start, <laughs> start basically setting up tables for this drinking contest. It's going to take a few hours of hard work to get everything like in set in place. Uh, for the bridge crew, while this is all happening, what do you guys want to do? Because I'd heard some talk about monitoring transmissions. I'd heard some talk about scanning. I'd heard all sorts of things. So you have about two hours while this is all being set up. What would y'all like to do? Uh, I'm going to focus on like, the party atmosphere of distracting everyone. And I'm just going to get way too into it because this is a lot of fun. So in addition to setting up like the entire hall as a drinking tournament, I'm also going to set up some obstacle courses for people who are too drunk to continue and uh, offer some minor prizes along the way and like set aside some fighting pits as well for different prizes. Uh, <laughs> and also just generally supervising this whole thing. Uh, okay. Also mixing some cocktails on the side. I'm gonna send some of the lower backs and force them to just become bartenders and just create more cocktails on the side. Riek has a suggestion that she proposes to you. Yeah. She basically says, since Kotar can't kill any of the members of his own crew, and because of his Vulcan blood, he won't drink. Why not do something that will amuse both us and perhaps give him what he wants? In the fighting pit, make it so if you punch Kotar so hard that he doubles over, you win a prize. This is a wonderful idea, Riak. And I'm gonna Once. order Kotar that he needs to do this. It's gonna be the equivalent of a dunk tank with Kotar. Basically, you get one punch. It's like trying to lift Thor's hammer. You get one punch. If you can make Kotar double over, you win a prize. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm in and I'm going, Kotar, ah, part of a plan. Part of a plan. Am I walking up and, he, and having this told to me, or did I overhear it? <laughs> uh, we'll say you're walking up and Riek turns to you, and Adash and Riek kind of look at you with big, toothy Klingon grins, and Adash kind of pitches this to you. My nose just healed yesterday, and I can't get drunk. I don't not drink, but fine, whatever. <laughs> this mountain of a Klingon pouts as he stomps away. 
Uh, this is amazing. I'm also going to try and uh, dig through our armory and see if I can find some good armor for Kotar so he has an added benefit as well. Okay. So they do have to work harder if they want to earn this glory. One thing you notice at Dodge is as Kotar says, fine, I'll do it, it stomps away. There's a brief moment where she doesn't hide it, even though she knows you can see. But Riek, her the upper part of her lip pulls up and she emits what sounds like a low growl while she watches Kotar leave. <laughs> not oh. hiding, oh. not hiding that she really admired his attitude just now. <laughs> and then she glances at you and she says, oh, he's too young for me, but I can still admire Oh man, I, I'm gonna, uh, even though Riek is a little bit, I'm gonna keep elbowing her in the ribs and kind of roughhouse with her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you like him. You like him, don't you? <laughs> and she genuinely gets irritated with you and the two of you end up getting into a bit of a scuffle, smacking over like data pads, knocking them onto the floor and shoving one of the lower ranking officers aside at one of the stations. <laughs> um, let's see, what else is, uh, what else are you guys doing? So that's being that's being set up. The cargo bay is being cleared out. Yeah, I come in between uh, Idaj and uh, Riek, and I'm like, whoa, 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 ladies, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing here? Like, uh, we only have two hours. I'm we gonna punch have- Omek if he's gonna come in between us. <laughs> okay, Omek, would you like to take the punch, or do you want to roll for this combat? I'm gonna roll for this combat because okay. I'm gonna Oh man. So, okay, so, okay. By the way, I'm trying to do a scan, but uh, <laughs> next to this, all of this is happening. You're like, I'm trying to scan here. All right, well, you know, normally I would be like, let's just narrate this, but y'all are Klingons. We're gonna fucking roll. So this is gonna be a daring security check for both you and a dodge. Go ahead and roll at the same time. Difficulty is one. Whoever gets the most successes is punching the other one. <laughs> oh boy. Does my uh does that even come into play for me? What is it? My security is low. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if, if you had your knives out, this would be a totally different situation. Yeah. Uh oh, I got a six. I'm trying to remember if anything modifies. I just rolled a six on twenty. Is that it? Okay. That's one success. I got, I got one success. Okay. So this is what happens. The two of you basically lock lock up right there at the thing, and neither one of you are able to gain advantage. The two of you basically like topple over one of the uh, consoles, and you hear laughter erupting across the bridge as everyone's loving seeing the two senior officers fight each other. About that point, the captain, you step out of your ready your your command room, commander, and you see a Dodge and Omek locked in a fight over by the command over by the science station you see data pads scattered across the ground and a few of the klingons that are stationed here that have been moving throughout the bridge not senior officers are like cheering them on as a fight seems to have erupted uh and riek is laughing her ass off at this point uh while i'm trying to punch omek i'm gonna say more of this to come And then okay. I, I just wanted to scan. I just wanted to scan. <laughs> Literally, as her hands are reaching for your throat, I just wanted to scan. <laughs> All right, what are you up to, Omek? Uh, no, that's I'm sorry. Uh, Omek is getting strangled right now. Um, 
Uh, Ramyan, what are you up to? Um, I'd like to be in my quarters, or <laughs> I don't think we have a library on the board. Um, no. Uh, my quarters to research uh, the house backgrounds of both Tagal and um, Kargan. Okay. Uh, bo- both separately as well as if there's any interplay there. Okay. Um, so, Kargan... Let me just pull up his information real quick. Kargan is son of Talak of House Katal. Captain Tagal is son of Matok, House of Krug. Yes, that Krug. Although it is worth noting that Krug is a pretty common Klingon name. What is uh, Kargan's house name again? Kargan's house name is Katal, K-apostrophe-T-A-L. And Krug is K-R-U-G-E. And do, uh, tell, tell me if I need a roll at some point. Um, do, do these houses have specific reputations or any conflicts with each other? Krug is known for being a very aggressive house. They are known for kind of seizing initiative and doing whatever the hell it is that they want. At least their ancestors have been known. One of their more famous ancestors is actually the one that battled James T. Kirk over the skies of the Genesis planet after killing Kirk's son. Um, House of Krug has since allied itself with the House of Martok. It serves the Empire loyally. Um, it is not one of the. It, the House of Krug is kind of a difficult. It's, it's kind of a di- tricky bird because it's not necessarily. It's one of those houses that is considered a great house, but it has not been as great as it once was for some time. Um, the House Katal is one of the great houses and is not doesn't have any it's Katal is kind of one of those houses where they they're not particularly known for doing anything specific they kind of just enjoy their power and their privilege Krug or rather uh Kargan is a Klingon that has felt like every duty that he has ever had has been beneath him and that's not a secret um the only time he has really enjoyed anything he's ever done is when he was commanding a, a starship you do know that Kargan has always resented being stationed at Narendra. He has hated it because he was stationed at uh, Narendra throughout the war. So he did not get to partake of the glory that was to be had during the Dominion War. He was out here on the edge of space, making sure the Romulans didn't enter the war and approach the Klingon Empire in a, in a pincer action, which to his mind was bullshit. He has, ever since then, he has been known to be a very bitter Klingon. Not much is known, honestly, about uh, Tagal. Tagal served honorably in the Dominion War. He has a lot of commendations on his record. He showed, displayed incredible her- hero- heroism during the Dominion War and is responsible for the destruction of multiple Dominion ships and personally killing multiple uh, Jim Hadar soldiers. Um, it was what got him the command of the IKS Kuvat, 
which is the Vorcha-class ship that he now commands, a coveted prize among Klingon commanders. It is one of the most powerful warships ever built. It, even though it does not have the same scale as a Romulan to Derodex class warship, the firepower a Vorcha class can bring to bear is astonishing. They are very powerful. And neither house has any uh, either conflict with each other or I guess they're both super loyal empire houses, so they're not trying to betray the empire at all, as far as oh. I can so you do note that during the brief Klingon Civil War, um, House Katal very briefly aligned itself with the House of Duras. It also uh, did not support Martok when he was there was there was a bumpy moment when Martok became Chancellor where there was a bit of an upset on how that happened, because Worf kills Galron, spoiler, and uh, there was a lot of Klingons who were quite angry about that, especially those who were allied with Galron. The last thing they wanted to see was the House of Martok gain the Chancellorship. So there was a bit of a bumpy transition there, but Martok managed to solidify his power in the, in the course of the Dominion War. Um, it's unknown where House to call, or where, uh, Cargan's house landed with that. But there's nothing in the library to suggest that they are traitors to the Empire or that they're against uh, Martok. If you want to roll, you can do a deep dive into the into the Klingon archives to investigate, essentially. One of those. Because everything I just gave you was basic information. Kitty! Klingon kitty. That's your battle shrimp right there. <laughs> the fuzzy Klingon battle shrimp. Um, okay, so you are going to roll... Ramyon is going to roll... We're going to say reason, and... This is going to be a reason security check. And for the Borku, whoever wants to roll for the Borku, this is going to be computers, and... I'm going to say command. The difficulty is two. Uh, I will take this opportunity to remind you that I have a focus in Klingon politics. Okay, that would absolutely apply. That's right, you have a focus in Klingon politics. Well done. I'm about to show everybody why it's not a bad idea to have a focus in politics in Star Trek. <laughs> Alright. Two. Uh, two successes, no crit. Two successes, how did the Borku do? Remember, you only roll one die for the assist. You got one success? Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> all right, so gain one momentum, everybody. So we now have two momentum, FYI. Okay, so your deep dive for Amyan into the Klingon archives, you begin to see something of a pattern here. House Katal seems like it's one of those houses that's constantly testing the waters as to who's going to have the greater benefit to the house. That's not unusual at all. You see that all the time in Klingon politics. But time and time again, you see it siding with political agendas that always have the same name that are also aligning with that political agenda over and over and over. 
Duras. Again and again, you see House Duras being one of the houses that is constantly associated with a lot of the political movements that Catal is involved in. Now, as suspicion begins to creep in, Ra'amyan, uh, I should tell you that House Duras is not having a good time. Their constant <laughs> displays of dishonor and political acumen have cost them. Pretty much everybody that is a major player in the House of Duras has been neutralized. Um, it's, it's unknown where the retainer of House Duras just kind of disappeared and has never reappeared. It's assumed that maybe he was lost during the Dominion War, but it was the son of Duras himself, and he just kind of vanished. Um, of course, Ursa and Bator were killed by the Enterprise D some many years ago. So there's no major players in the House Duras. As a result, it is a great house that is currently in the process of falling into ruin. Still considered one of the great houses of the Empire, but doesn't have a strong political pull that it used to anymore, especially because no one can find the heir to the house. So a lot of the stewards of the house have assumed control. Um, its future is uncertain. However, you continue to dig and you continue to see that a lot of the actions that are involved in Klingon politics usually involve Catal and Duras in the same columns. If you want to know more information, you have to do a, obtain information check which is one momentum. You get to ask a question, and I will answer it. I feel otherwise satisfied unless uh, the other players have a suggestion. Um, did you get info, uh, additional info from the role about Tagal's house? <clears throat> Any connections to the Duras's and Tagal's house? That might be a question. Uh, if you want to ask it, is that, the only, is that the only suggestion? We good? Should I use one? Should I use one to get it? <laughs> Ambivalent shrugs. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the spirit. Um, okay. So, what is the question? Does 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 Tagal's house have any attack? Does Krug have anything alliance with the House of Doros? Yeah, let's, is it, if it's possible to frame that as, does Krug have any alliance or, or association, I guess, because we're looking at associations at this point, right? Association yeah. with Duras, or, or at least falls into the same columns as House Catal. Right. Um, Maybe they overlap in a different way, but they might still overlap. The House of Krug allied with Galron during the Klingon Civil War. So they actually fought against House Duras when that whole mess was happening. Uh, you do not see that they, they, judging from what you see after spending about an hour researching this, you don't see any evidence that there's any love for House Duras among the House of Krug. Cool. Uh, I feel like I'm done there, and I will prepare notes for the commander. Okay. Things are moving forward in the cargo bay. Now, I'm going to roll here for a second because Riek, this is going to be something that Riek does while y'all are, while y'all are doing your, while y'all are getting the entire crew shit face. Also, funny story. One of the ways that pirates used to keep their crew from killing them was getting them drunk. And it's one of the reasons why alcohol was a big deal on board a pirate ship, because if you went so long without taking a prize, 
then the crew blamed the captain. And there's actually logs of Edward Teach, also known as Blackbeard, entering into his log that he spent days at sea getting the crew completely shit-faced because he knew that they were going to kill him if they didn't find anybody. Um, unfortunately, his crew was completely shit-faced when they were found by the British and he was beheaded. Whoops! So don't, don't do that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's a lesson to be learned here. <laughs> I feel like the best intelligence is always gathered uh, in Vino Veritas, uh, in Liquor or Truth. So mm-hmm. I'm always down to have a drink with everyone and just play truth or dare, you know? All right, I'm going to call upon a... I'm going to spend determination for Riek. She's calling upon her value. My blood is in this ship. And I'm gonna roll. Oh, oh okay. Um, may I spend momentum to re-roll that? <laughs> yeah, did this also count as like a command task because we've instructed her specifically to do this? You can assist here, yeah. If you wanna do that, I'll let you do a presence command check. Yeah. Um, why can't I roll like this when I play D and D? Damn it all. Um, okay. If you rolled complications, then please do re-roll those complications. I didn't roll complications, but I rolled very, very close to complications. Um, okay. Let's see. She does have cautious engineering, so this is going to be. Oh my god! I rolled the exact same thing. I rolled a 17 and an 18, but I get to re-roll one of those because I spent a momentum. And I rolled a two, so the crit kicks in. <laughs> I also got a success. Excellent. Wow. Okay, so, so, uh, so four, and you got a success five. Okay, she goes to work while all of this is happening. She waits until um, the time is right and the crew is summoned forth. She throws a bit of a fit in the engineering core, screaming at everyone to get out. Like she, let's put it this way. We'll say with five successes, she manufactured something brilliantly clever. She manufactured a fake fight between you, Adaj, and her. So those who saw you two fighting on the bridge, she contacted you later and say, don't put me on the invite list. Tell everyone know that I've been specifically not invited to the event. Oh, and I'm going to also go to engineering and call out everyone by name except Riek. Okay. Like you, Tulum, you're coming in, and you, Petro, you too. And I look at Riek and I'm like, and just pass her over. Okay. One by one, you go down the line and start pulling people out of the engine room. Eventually, she screams at everyone in the engine room. She interrupts you and tells everyone to get out. It's a huge engineering staff. A cavort class bird of prey is a yes, Jody, massive ship. So a lot of people removing themselves all at once, a big crowd. And she finds herself in that engineering room alone with a lot of whispers passing around the ship like, ooh, there's going to be blood between the commander and the chief of engineering. Eventually it empties out and she goes to work. All right. So as that's happening, that plan is being carried out. We are going to cut to the lower decks. Right now, under cloak, 
The IKS Borku is at station keeping near the Romulan border. Now, if anyone were to see this Klingon vessel just hovering in the middle of space, it would seem like it was just not operating. But in fact, what's happening is the entire crew has set the ship. You've essentially put the Borku in park as everyone has gone down to the lowest deck of the ship where the cargo bay is located, where you're able to fit most of the crew. And the first thing that hits you when the doors to the cargo bay open is the smell of hundreds upon hundreds of bodies packed in here. Now remember, the IKS Borku has a lot of crew on board. This is not a small ship. But those who can't fit into the cargo bay comfortably, they're lining the hallways. This ship is in full debauchery mode as blood wine is being passed around and people are singing. You can already tell that like the crew has really gotten into this. Um, they were there when you guys uh, when, when you guys basically captured the Ferengi. You know, this crew's been with you since the beginning, ever since y'all left Space Dock. And they're aware how the rest of the Imperial Navy sees them. This is an opportunity to sort of vent that steam. So, Commander, when you enter the cargo bay area, uh, you and Adage get shouts of approval and glory to you and like raised mugs. Everyone's celebrating their captain, basically, celebrating that they're allowed to celebrate, essentially. You've given a bunch of ragtag people a bunch of free time to just get shit-faced and enjoy themselves. It's 24 hours of Klingon shore leave in a closed space. May the gods have mercy on all of you. Uh, I'm also going to make an announcement that uh, a lot of the other uh, spare warehouses are open and we spread blankets on the floor if anyone wants to make use of them. So feel free to enjoy each other's company together. If you uh, need to take a break from all the drinking tournaments. There's a lot of laughter from that and a lot of raised mugs. Lots of approval. And on board a Klingon vessel, even if you are married, having intimate relationships with anybody else on board is considered completely normal and absolutely expected. It is not a forbidden thing at all. Uh, and you can, you can bet that there are Klingons planning on enjoying each other's company. Um, Commander, as you're walking next to a Dodge after she's done shouting out, you glance to your left and see a very peculiar sight. You see a bunch of Klingons that barely come up to his shoulders, lining up one by one, walking over to Kotar and slugging him in the stomach to no avail. One by one, these Klingons just come up and nothing. And there's laughter as another Klingon gets shoved aside as one of these smaller Klingons approaches you and looks up at you. Uh, Kotar, it's kind of like that moment in, um, did you ever see Rocky where Rocky was basically looking up at Hulk Hogan <laughs> or actually, no, it had been Ivan Drogo. Where he was like looking up at Ivan Drogo. He's like five, five versus this six, five Russian. It's kind of the same stance of these Klingons trying to eyeball you, even though they can barely see over your shoulder. It's Marty McFly versus Biff. And it doesn't go well for anybody. who throws their, their fist into your stomach. Nothing seems to get through. Um, punch after punch after punch after punch. The armor takes it, your stomach takes it, and it starts becoming a running gag amongst the Klingons that get up there. And at one point, a group of Klingons dares you to let them see if they can all tackle you to the floor. Is it my turn to talk? 
Because <laughs> oh, then yeah. I'm going to look at them and be like, okay, okay. I don't think you all fully understand this situation. <laughs> Our name, and hear it now, is Kotar Ayam, son of Dagor, son of Lysos. On my second palm four, I killed three Bakhtaks who dared to call my mother out for being vocals with my bare hands. Have at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to make a roll here. So I need you to make a daring security check. I'm going to spend threat to purchase two more dice to simulate the fact that you're being tackled by a small group of Klingons. Can I use a momentum? To add a uh, it, that's yeah, if you guys want. I also have focuses in hand-to-hand combat, so I can use that as well. Yes, this would absolutely apply. All right, so the difficulty is one. And how many, how many momentum did we get? Yeah, how many did we get from that last roll? What was the difficulty? Oh, uh, oh, uh... I think we got five successes, but I don't know. Five successes, uh, she, uh, you would have gotten, you would have gotten two momentum. All right. So do we have three now? Or do we lose one between scenes? You lost one between scenes, you should have two. Okay. Yeah. So how many D20 am I rolling? Three? Three. What'd you get? I got um, two successes, but one was a crit. So four successes? Yes. Okay, I rolled... I rolled a four, a five, a six, and a four on 4020. So, guess what though? These are the lower deck crews. These are kind of, this is not, this is not like, these are not like experienced Becks. They're, they're, they're in, in Klingon. If this was, if this was an actual battle, they'd be considered minions. So essentially about four Klingons body tackle you and try to bring you down. You can hear grunts and screams and growls and laughter as they're trying to do it. And one by one, they all eventually begin to give up and let go of you. Um, they're dragging you closer and closer to the ground. One of them hops on your back, and it looks re- it looks absurd. From where you're standing, Adaj and Bamir, you can see these Klingons, four of them trying to take them down. Now, while you're watching this happen, both of you remember what it was like when Kotar went wild. You remember being those four Klingons trying to bring him down. Right now, Kotar has a, like, a shit-eating grin on his face as they're desperately trying to bring him to the floor and they're failing utterly. It's, it's, it's literally watching like, uh, like 420-pound people trying to take down a 320-pound linebacker. It's not working. Um, but it's reminding you, again, the two of you are kind of having the same thought, a quick flashback of what it was like when he just hulked out and was about to kill somebody. That state of calm and that slight smirk on his face kind of belying the fact that underneath Kotar's skin, that Vulcan blood is burning. Uh, I'm gonna yell out to them, you can do it, he's, he's ticklish. 
Okay. I don't know if they are or not. I just think it would be amusing to see the Bex try and do something about that. They can try to tickle Kotar? Yeah, that's my hope is they will try to, even though I have no idea if this will work or not. All right, I'm going to leave this to chance. I want, because they are drunk. Even they try, odd they don't. I roll a five. They are not that drunk. <laughs> they do not tickle Kotar. <laughs> they roll their save versus tickle Kotar and succeed. And uh, even though there's some laughter, you see some of these Becks slide off of Kotar's back, giving up at this point, like realizing that since they've been challenged by the commander, it's either put up or shut up. And they decide not to take it to the next level and just give up. And after they're sliding off and pulling away from Kotar, there are raising of the drinks and saluting the chief of security for being able to withstand an assault from four Klingons. At about that point, Commander, uh, Bamir, you see on your wrist your communicator light indicating the signal that Riek has initiated the protocol that she has programmed into the computer to simulate a engine failure. What are the rest of y'all doing? It is pure chaos. There are people drinking. There are people headbutting. There's a lot of song being sung. Yeah, I think I'm uh, I'm gonna wander over to uh, one of the centers of activity of drinking and just grab a blood wine and start a song with everyone just to okay. encourage the, the merriment. Okay. Um, the event continues, and unless there's anything else y'all want to do, the crew gets adequately shit-faced. Uh, so I will say to the Ox crew, if you do have a Klingon character, <laughs> or if you have somebody who wants to be on the ship, yes, you would, you, uh, you're all drunk. Um, uh, I want to make, uh, just wondering who the winner is going to be. Yeah. That's a good question. Oh, that's a good question. Well, so there's no real, there's no, we don't really have an ox crew list for the Klingon uh, ship, but we can do this. Okay. Okay. Um, a Beck named Bakrat, who is, for all intents and purposes, a rather unremarkable Beck on board the crew, has not achieved a lot of glory on his behalf manages to stay standing after one of the, I would say close to 20 cups of blood wine have been drank now at this point. Um, now I'm assuming that Kotar was not participating in the alcohol consumption being chief of security. You were just kind of leaning back because you all have, or were you going to? Uh, I, I wasn't for the sake of like, okay. You're, you're part of an event anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, Bakrat actually ends up winning amongst the Becks. He is stands at about 5'8". For a Klingon, looks pretty like, like, an, like one of those average people that you would not 
immediately notice walking in a crowd. One of these kind of like blends in easy types. Um, barely manages to eke out a win because he doesn't fall out of the seat. He manages to keep the balance even though he's sitting up while his opponent that was trying to drink him down basically gets she gets about close to I would say three-fourths of the way finishing her cup before she sets it down and looks at him and he looks back at her and just a split second before he topples over she topples over so it's like a race to the finish and he is declared the winner there is a huge roar drunken slobber and roar of approval from a bunch of people a bunch of the klingons that are surrounding the table watching this happen just at the moment that you're seeing this take place you actually get an indicator that riek has finished her job down in engineering uh as like one of the party planning committee here uh, but crowd is the winner, right? Uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm gonna yeah, walk literally by luck. Okay, uh, I'm gonna grab him by his face and plant a kiss like right on his lips. Okay, uh, like a big old smack, and then I'm gonna headbutt him too, uh, just as like a congratulatory. You got this. Uh, okay, you plant the kiss on him, and he looks at you like he's not sure he just got kissed or not. But the headbutt is sobering. You smash your forehead into his nose, causing a gout of blood to explode at the bottom of his nostrils, and everyone cheers. <laughs> yeah, and then I just wait, like, bring his head, hand up, like, you know, champions can be like, the winner! The winner! This, like, half unconscious Klingon blood pouring down his beard with a smile on his face as you're holding his hand up. Um, This is how the night persists. And sure enough, there are plenty of Klingons that decide to go spend some time together. Um, a few of the Klingons that were bodily tacking, bottle, body tackling uh, Kotar um, decide why stop <laughs> and go and find themselves a nice little space. Uh, essentially, the crew has a night where they're able to vent their frustrations They're able to vent the fact that they're stationed out here, that they are aiming for glory, but that the Empire seems intent on sweeping them under the rug. And man, do you know the feeling, Bamir. It was what they have tried to do to you again and again. Even when you got this command, you'll never forget the words of the general who was testing you. This crew really does represent a bunch of people who are thought less of, disenfranchised, pushed away, not to think about, thought of as jokes, not worthy of the same amount of attention, not worthy of privilege. Um, I'm going to uh, leave the cargo bay and just give one last glance to the (laughs) just passed out happy Klingons uh, my warriors uh, mid-feast, end of feast and leave the cargo bay I want to check in on where Kotar was okay uh, I don't know if he's still in that same spot where would Kotar be? would Kotar still be in the cargo bay? or are you tired of that? I was bored of it I was slipping out I was just okay. in the, up in the uh, main bay just staring at the stars Okay, so Kotar is 
is Kotar's on the bridge with the view screen up, looking out into the uh, the black void speckled with distant stars, all surrounding the Romulan neutral zone. Mm-hmm. The okay, two of you, the only people on the bridge, the whole crew is basically kind of gathered at the lower decks. You do see as you uh, enter the bridge, Commander, that the cloaking device is still engaged and she is at station's keeping. So it's a rare moment of quiet. Kotar, I appreciate your loyalty to this ship and to this crew, but you do not have to debase yourself for our sake. I hope you know that. Admiration and loyalty are given out far more than they deserved, Captain. There is no debasing in my actions. I have joy and camaraderie. The uh, the lower people need it. Is what it is. And there is no debasing. I've been debased many times in my life, trust me. And you will know if I feel that way. Good. It was a good diversion. It was. say that. Mm-hmm. It was indeed. It was indeed. I take slight offense to how often um, Dodge loves to get me hurt, but you know, <laughs> it was a good time. Perhaps there is something in you that she sees in herself or wishes to see in herself, your strength, your endurance. I would take it as a compliment. Of course I do. I haven't received many in my life. You learn to suss out the good intentions and the bad ones. How do you feel about this plan, Captain? Commander? Um, We find ourselves in a sticky situation. (sighs) Well, I was born to fight. I studied the art of war just from a a dog-eared, dusty copy that my mother gave me as a child, but I am no master politician. I'm, I'm a commander because I fought my way to this position, not because I plotted and planned for it. I sometimes fear that I'm out of my depth. If we were just fighting, I would be able to fight with the best of them, but all of this hiding and scheming and plotting against a general, I don't like it, Kotar. My mother had once told me as a child, the only way to learn how to swim is to be thrown in deep waters. You don't know who you are until you're forced to face it. Uh, the way of blind violence is not the way I happen to be raised because if I let go, as you saw down on the planet below, things get out of hand. So there is honor and there is respect to be had in you being conflicted by these actions. And I do not trust many people, but I trust you. So I feel that you will make the right choices. That is why I follow you. Your loyalty is very valuable to me. 
Kotar. I appreciate that, Commander. All right. This is too emotional. We are <laughs> warriors. I can't maybe we... <laughs> I was going to say, maybe I should have drank more blood wine. Getting sentimental. Uh, can I can I pop in? Because I'm just wandering around with a drink. Sure. Hey, Gotar, you want to do some wrestling one-on-one? <laughs> Is that is that a euphemism for something, or is that you mean actual wrestling? I, I did it in school. Yeah, whatever it turns out to be, I'm ready for a fight or whatever. <laughs> After you, you may have been correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just try and punch him in the face and then run away. <laughs> she is clearly intoxicated because when she runs up to punch you in the face like it's not only is she gonna miss but it's it's clear that ain't gonna hurt like it is such a wide sort of like hammer throw of a punch um you think she hits you and then she runs away (laughs) you see her stumble towards the turbo lift and like lean up against (laughs) <laughs> victoriously like she just nailed you and then stumbles through and <laughs> and that I think is a good spot for us to start our break because it's 802 so why don't we take our 10 minute break and when we come back we'll see the results of what happened with the operation that took place in the engine room so don't go anywhere we'll be right back in 10 minutes Dalek just blows up the ship. All right, good game. What? <laughs> what? All right, nice campaign. What? It's been real, y'all. All right, this is good. Thank you for watching Blood of the Void. <laughs> Don't keep Daleks in the engine core. Obviously, you should have been very specific when you asked Riek to, to fake a sabotage. Uh, whoops, but uh, here we go. Um, okay, so we're coming back. Uh, we'll start off, it'll be the next morning. Uh, the ship is slow moving. Um, the new duty ships that are coming on, there's a scattering throughout every single shift on board the ship of people that are recovering from last night's debauchery. But <clears throat> every, the, I would say this, that even though there are people in recovery and a few people in uh, the medical bay getting treated, it is worth noticing that crew morale has definitely improved. And at the morning like gathering in your office, Commander Bemir, the first thing that comes out of Riek's mouth when the door is closed, she says, well, the sabotage will be discovered later this afternoon. The moment you make an order to move the ship, it'll light up our boards, but I'm concerned about the crew implicating me in sabotage now. I did such a good job setting up this whole thing without anybody knowing I was doing it. And now I realize that I'm going to be accused of setting up this whole thing without anybody realizing I was doing it. Well, did you make it look like it was something that would have happened eventually? Some type of maintenance we would have needed? It's something I can explain. 
did anyone see you in action? No. My concern is is the fact that our crew is not stupid. I think there's a chance they might figure out what I did. Well, let's hope that day doesn't come. Should they figure it out either way, I believe our crew should be pretty loyal to us at this point. Wouldn't you say? I should think so. There's a, a chirping at the door. Indicating that someone is waiting to come in. Uh, where are we exactly again? You're in your you're in like the captain's ready room right now, taking the meeting with senior staff. Okay. Enter. The doors slide open. Two Klingons enter. One of them, Kotar, you recognize as a member of your security staff. He stands at about five seven. Well built. You know he's pretty good with a disruptor rifle. He comes stomping in with somebody in front of him. Looks like a young man, a young Klingon rather, uh, probably about about the same height, little thinner on the build, and shoves this Klingon to the floor. What's the meaning of this? This is Tonak. Say hello, Tonak. You see this other Klingon look around at everybody in the room with blood caked inside of his teeth and says, Tonak got very drunk last night, chief of security. Tonak got very drunk and started talking, didn't you, Tonak? (laughs) And he pats him on the shoulder and says, Tonak, why don't you tell everyone in this room what you told us last night while you were drinking? This young Klingon looks up at everybody and you see the uncertainty and indeed a little bit of fear in his eyes and he doesn't respond immediately. This security officer who dragged him in here immediately backhands him across the face, which sends him collapsing to the deck hard. And the security officer says, I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak up, Tonak. Talk, boy. Uh, so this young Klingon sits back up sees you looking down at him in Kotar and there's a moment where he just says I was drunk I didn't know what I was saying and then about that point this other Klingon reaches down and grabs him by his hair and pulls it back and puts his hand underneath his chin to shut him up and holds him there for a moment and says, this little worm spent 30 minutes last night bragging about how the house of Doros was going to take over the empire in the next year and how those who are friends with the house of Doros are going to be the ones that inherit their success. Oh, and what was the other thing you told me? And he kind of shifts this little Klingon around a little bit and says, something about telling people what our ship has been doing? Secret communications? Is that correct? I did it on orders of General Cargan. Ah, that's what I was looking for you to say. 
Good, Tobak. And he pats this Klingon on the head. Tell us everything you have told the general. That is a direct order. He, his eyes scan the room, and for whatever reason, in this moment of clarity, or maybe he finally found his ridges, but he spits on the floor in reply to you and does not respond. Drop him. <laughs> and then I tell, I command the guy to drop him. Okay, this this is Votkar, by the way. Your, 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 your Votkar is one of your security officers. Um, Many autos on drop him. Dropped him, Mary. Oh, he drops him and he says, Now you have to talk to Kotar. Stand up, boy. Look at me. This Klingon could not be more. As he gra- gathers like himself up and pulls himself up to his feet, he, he, boy is actually very accurate. He couldn't be more than the Earth equivalent of an 18 year old kid. Quite young quite young looking. He raises his chin like he's trying to be defiant, but you can see the fear in his eyes. I will not sully my captain's office with your blood, so I'm only going to tell you this one time. Give me everything. I'm pointing pointing on his uh, ridges as I do this. Give me all of the information you know and who it is you've been talking to and for how long there is no other option that is all you have make a presence command check fine with me i would love to assist yeah you're gonna absolutely assist here um what's the difficulty uh, difficulty is one. This is a contested roll. I'm going to spin threat, and he's going to gain an extra die. Perhaps yes, there should be one who has an advisor so that we can, so that uh, Kotar there can re-roll another um, d20 if he needs to. Yeah, I have an advisor talent uh, to assist here. It's up to you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to help Kotar then. Uh, yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, so the character being assisted can do a re-roll of a d20. Okay. Yeah. Difficulties one. Go ahead and make the rolls. Am I rolling two d20s? There's one. Uh, you are the primary, so you're rolling two, and the assist is rolling. Assist always rolls one. Okay. And you said it was command of what? Sorry. Uh, Dodge, for you, it's going to be insight command. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, he also gets to re-roll a d20 as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I rolled a 17, and then I rolled a 1, and then my re-roll was a 3. So Nice. <laughs> Good use of that re-roll ability. Okay. And I also had a success, too. Okay. So... I did roll a one, but I also rolled a 16 and a 17. So you guys roundly intimidate the hell out of this kid. As, as a dodge <laughs> with knives visible on her belt and Kotar leaning over him, he goes, 
Uh, General Cargan told me that I'd be serving the Empire to report back to him on anything that we were, anything that the Borku was doing. I was only following orders. Cargan is dishonorable. You dishonor your family by serving him. To report to us is the correct Klingon way. You can still mend your ways, Tonak. He's a general. He, he gave me an order. I'll pick him up and throw him against the wall. Your orders are to your captain, boy. He goes slamming into the bulkhead and you hold him there and you see his eyes widen as you hold him there. Um, but he doesn't argue. <laughs> uh, I'm going to also try and get closer. Um, is he held up against a wall at this point? Yeah, yeah. he's okay. he's just breathing heavily and looking at Kotar in the eyes. Okay, uh, I still want to like drop into a crouch, but on a higher surface. So is it like a chair I can crouch on? There's the captain's desk. Okay, well, I just want to get a little bit closer, but lower. Okay, and so I you say, drag one of the heavy chairs over, yeah. perch on it. And I say, you are still young. You should know that a Klingon's honor is to their direct commander more than anything. You have honor still, don't you? He casts his eyes down and you get a sense of shame suddenly. But he doesn't respond. You are still young and you have a chance to mend your ways. If you choose to be an honorable Klingon, like your forefathers before you, you will speak to our commander and tell her everything that you know and be loyal to the IKS Borku. There's a few beats where he kind of, his, his heavy breathing begins to slow a little bit. And he looks at Kotar and his eyes slowly slide over to you, Command Commander Bamir. Um, he, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, he's, he's just kind of taking stock. Um, I don't move a muscle this whole time. Okay. Um, but I am, my eyes have been watching him this whole time. And um, did uh, we get, we got info from him from that role, right? You got the information that uh, that Cargan gave him an order to report back to him specifically about the activities of the IKS Borku. Okay, but we still haven't gotten what he reported? Right. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, without moving a muscle, I'm just standing there, my arms crossed, staring him down, okay. shoulder square, hip square, and okay. uh, I just look him in the eyes, and I say, tell us what you told General Cargan. And I'd like to do a role for intimidation. Okay. Um, this is going to be, I'm going to say this is a presence command check and I'm not going to allow any assists here, but the difficulty is one. Okay. All right. Uh, presence command. That's beautiful. Oh, I got three successes. So I got a crit. I got a natural one. And then uh, a nine, so three total. Okay. Um, oh, and yeah, never mind. So, so gain two momentum because he failed utterly. Uh, he just says, 
the general told me to report back to him everything that we were doing that was out of the ordinary, that, that violated the rules that you were you were given about this mission, whatever this mission is, the, the, the being on the Romulan neutral zone. I told him about the K-class planet that we all stopped at and mentioned Trillium D. I didn't have the information, but I, I did tell him that that was one of the reasons why it was being investigated. Are there any other co-conspirators with you? I don't know. I, it's, I've, as far as I know, I'm the only one that he's spoken to. Uh, I'm going to pull uh, Commander Bamir aside. Okay. And say, perhaps we can use him still to send the message back to Cargan that we are disabled and dead in the water. Yes. Since Cargan thinks he has still has secret ears and eyes on this ship, we can continue to let him believe that. Okay, uh, what's the guy's name again? Kak? Kak? Tonak? Tonak. T-apostrophe-O-N-A-K. It's kind of, it's how it's pronounced, yeah. Tonak. Tonak. Were there any other members aboard the crew who seemed a little too interested in what our friend here had to say? Oh, are you speaking to your security officer? That's yes. Oh, sorry. That's that's Voltcar. Voltcar. That's what I was asking. Voltcar is what I was asking that question. Mm, not that I could see. Just this little worm here talking and talking and talking, laughing and talking. No one seemed to be paying much mind to him, taking him very seriously. Just me. Ah. Then, Kotar, I suggest you take our dear little Tonak directly under your wing and keep watch over him as he sends our messages on our behalf. Volkar, hmm? what you've heard in this room today does not leave this room. This he is not. a thing known, and we will keep it such. And this one, he pulls out his dick talk and goes, two blades coming out and he slaps it gently against the side of Tonak's face and just says, does this one leave the room? I look at Bermir. He does. He will make himself useful to us by continuing to tell Cargan things. Except he will tell Cargan what we want Cargan to know. Will that be a problem? He slowly shakes his head. And Votar, Votar closes the dick talk and slides it away and says, ah, I didn't want to spend my shift cleaning my knife anyway. Uh, I'm also going to go up to Tonak and uh, backhand him and say, I, and like backhand him and say, I want to trust you. Show that we can trust you now. He takes the backhand, which is kind of a Klingon tradition when someone's dishonored themselves. He takes it right across the face and he looks back at you and he nods slowly. You can still have a future. Just don't be terrible. Drop him down rather unceremoniously. Okay. Heavy thudding on the deck as he hits the deck. Voltcar immediately reaches down and hauls him back up to his feet and says, we're going to talk about how often you say the name Doros on this ship, because every time that name comes out of your lips, 
I'm going to take it out of your skin. I have a better option, Podkar. Every time that word comes out, how many times did he say it last night, actually? Well, I wasn't keeping count, but uh, how many times would you say, Tonak? And Tonak just says, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember too much. Let's be kind. I'm in a good mood. And say five. For each one of those, you have a week of being my sparring partner. And I'm not kind. <laughs> You see the eyes widen, <laughs> and Votkar immediately. Ha, 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 uh, now I need someone to cover my shift for the amusements, and he starts dragging Tonak out of the room. Take him to his quarters, Tonak. You will receive orders from us from here. Be wise, boy. And with that, he, with one last glance at you, he gets dragged away from your field of vision as the door goes shh. Omek, I want you to track any messages to or from his quarters. Yes, Captain. Commander, might I suggest that we also track any past and future correspondence with the General that has not come directly from yourself? Yes, perfect. Uh, also, what were the results of your uh, scans, Omek? Were you able to determine how Tagal was able to monitor our communications? Yes, good question. Yes, I uh, unfortunately... We need to roll for that. So we need to... We, let's go ahead and make a roll real quick. Science roll! So this is going to be Reason Science and the Borku He's going to roll computers security. The difficulty is two. Uh, I'll roll for the ship. Okay. I got one success. All right. So the Borku needs a success. I got one success. Oh shit. You got a success. Yes. Um, Apparently, the channels that y'all were using were being monitored because somebody on board was basically letting uh, letting the general know how to monitor your channels, essentially. You're the, the channels that y'all were using through subspace were basically being handed over so you could kind of watch or listen to what y'all were saying to each other through subspace. And does this seem like something that a low-level Tonak could do? I, I if don't he know. Had, if he had access to the right areas, it's possible. And according to his ship, like, to give you an idea, because you would know at this point, uh, Tonak does serve in engineering. So it's possible he had that access, yeah. And would we be able to maybe access transcripts of what was said between Tonak? Oh, you would need to. You basically can see where the activity is. But judging from what he looks like he was monitoring, Bamir, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible that Cargan also knows about Tagal. Already? Well, keep in mind, you guys had a bit of a conversation before you headed out. Do you remember before you you all departed Narendra Station? There was a bit of a conversation that 
the two of you had. That he would do us a favor when, mm-hmm. if we needed. So he knows about all of that stuff. Wait, does he have access to like? He has access to the captain's correspondence, even in engineering. He's monitoring. He was monitoring. Well, the, according to the sensor scan, the information that was given over, it, it's possible that Cargan was monitoring all transmissions that were coming and going from the ship. What a creeper. Hmm. So, Omic, how do we... How do we give Cargan the simulation of still having this access but obviously protect our privacy and our interests i mean we could maybe do a quick scramble maybe with ramyan's assistance with the comms um like i said the electrical polarity it's all about reversal of uh, making it go from negative to positive. And if we can sub that out to the subspace, then uh, the uh, matter will therefore not be any thing. It will just break the device and possibly shock us. In Klingon, Omek. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Omek, we want Cargan to believe that he still has access. We don't want to, um, we want to basically make Tonak into a double agent so that Tonak is now working for us, but Corgan still thinks he has a Klingon on the inside with us. So if we scramble, then Corgan will know that we've found him out, right? Commander, perhaps if we use two different channels, one Mm -hmm. will be encrypted to Omex expertise, but another will be the standard Klingon Empire frequencies. On one channel, right. we broadcast our normal, everyday reports, including one from this Patah who has revealed us to the general. And another will be a private line for whatever we need it to be. Yes, okay. So we'll create a private line that all of us in this room have access to. And this room also will be on, but then we'll have the regular channel. Okay. So okay. that's a role to set that up. But if you succeed, you will essentially be able to mask all your transmissions and make the general believe that he's still getting all the information he needs. Uh, so, does Rhea have expertise in this? Oh, uh, let me double check. Oh, actually. Because if Tonak is in engineering, I assume that Rhea can like run yards around him with her knowledge. Uh, I'm checking real quick. If we succeed on this, mm. let's not t- tell your um, your buddy, Captain, about the, the secret line. Let's only use the main line because we're not convinced. I'm not convinced he's not a shady guy yet. Agreed. Uh, React does not have a specialty here now. You need a warp core fix. React is the one you talk to. You want to scramble transmissions and deceive people. React doesn't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> Uh, then, Omek, do you have expertise in this? I'm about to roll and find out. <laughs> no focuses, though, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, I have... Can I Can I assist? Um, because I have a talent that says I'm a doctor, not a whatever, so I can maximize... Oh, them. yeah, you have to call upon your determination. Yeah. Uh, yes. If you burn your determination, you can totally do it. 
Uh, great. Um, I also have a focus that's underground networking skills. Does that count too? No, that wouldn't, that wouldn't come into play here. Well, what are we yeah. rolling just so we can inventory what skills make sense? Yeah. Um, okay, so why don't we say this? Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, I would say, Omek, for the role that you're trying to make, this would be a control... Uh, actually, you know... Hmm. I'm starting to second guess this because if you're trying to create a secure transmission, this is going to be a security check. So I might say reason security is what you would roll here. And then the Borku would roll communications and security. Would this be good for Kotar to assist then? If it's reason security, I assume those numbers are decent for you, Kotar? Um, Unless reason security is going to be the main role, not the assist role. What's the assist role? The assist role is going to be, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say, mm, I'll say control engineering for the assist role. Do it. So reason security for the main role. The control control engineering. Control engineering for the assist. And the Borku is going to be rolling uh, communications plus security. I have 13. Does anybody have better than me? Let me. Uh, the difficulty of this is not going to be easy. It is going to be three. So if you've got momentum to spend, or no, I'm sorry, difficulty will be four. If you've got momentum to spend, definitely spend it. I would also like to say to Omek, Omek, this is essential. We must make sure that Corrigan cannot, from now on, listen in to our plans. Do you understand? I do, Commander, and that's why and I want two successes. Direct order. <laughs> Take that direct order, turn it into a determination, please. Oh, oh, Elise is giving you a determination to spend. Ah. So you can spend one determination per game? unless you get more back, but um, call upon your determination and it's a direct order from your commander. So you can basically get an auto crit here. So you start this roll with two successes automatically. And we need two, uh, four to win, you said? Four successes, you only need two more. Go ahead and use the momentum so we to get an extra roll on it. Extra die. And who's going for the Borku? Okay, and you got a 13, right? Is that right, Chris? Okay, cool. An eight? Yeah, success. Another one. Did you, how many D20s did you roll? Did you roll two? No, I did. So my first two rolls, I rolled a, a 14 and a 15. Oh, and, okay. And my reason in science is 15. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So two, and then you rolled an eight? So, yeah, okay. So let's see. One. Or maybe so, my reason in security, I'm sorry. So, Chris, did your roll for the Borku succeed? I got a 13. Yeah. And so the ship assisted him, so I can't assist him, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. 
you can absolutely assist because Chris was rolling for the Borku and Aliza was giving a direct order so he could burn determination. So they're still in the assist spot. So you can totally roll it still. Yay! Then yeah. I also got a success. Okay. So that's a total of how many successes across the board? Five. Five? Well, Five, oh green my one. God. <laughs> oh my God. Three. Five. He got three. Jay got, he dodged okay. got one. I got one. Okay, so uh, three, four, five. Uh, there were two. There, no, actually, yeah, he got five total. Omega got five total because the auto successes, and then he rolled three successes. Right, so five, so six, seven successes total. Then is that some momentum back? That's three momentum. <laughs> Gain three momentum. So we have five. Four, right? Because we used one for his extra roll. Yeah. yeah. So it takes some time, but you find a clever way to hide what would be considered garbage transmissions of like standard ship to ship transmissions. You manage to hide your actual transmissions on the same carrier wave in plain sight, but it would be undetected because there would be no one to think to look there. You basically are carrying your actual transmissions encoded in the junk transmissions. So every time your ship communicates outwards and you want to send a message, he's not going to be able to see it. You succeed brilliantly in encoding your, your ship-to-ship transmissions moving forward. Theoretically, Cargan should not be able to know you guys are talking to anybody. And even if he was able to detect it, he wouldn't be able to decode it. And is this also the same that um, he doesn't know that we're disabled? Or it, we're able to like... Right, he doesn't know y'all are disabled yet. Okay. The crew is only just now probably starting to come around to figuring that out. Uh, I suggest we wait until uh, someone in engineering breaks the way that we intended it to break, and then we will have uh, Tonag report that to Cargan through the same channel he was using before. Yes. React nods. That sounds good. In which case, we need to plot a course then. You know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we could somehow use this communications channel to lure Cargan into making a mistake. I don't have anything in mind, but I'm just, we have such an opportunity here. I am reminded of the Klingon epic, Hamlet. Perhaps if we create a story or falsify evidence that would implicate him, I am not yet sure what that would be. It does not have to actually exist. He merely thinks, he merely needs to think that it exists and that we have it, forcing him out of hiding and into the open. Yeah. Hmm. Perhaps, perhaps, Ra'amyan, if if Corrigan is a Duras sympathizer and Tonak is a Duras sympathizer, perhaps if Corrigan thought that we were also Duras sympathizers, that could be something to draw him out. To perhaps side with us and bring us into his favor? Yes, to expose himself as well. I wonder if that is enough. Duras is a dishonorable house, but the house itself is not 
dishonored, if you understand me, Commander. Yes. Hmm. Also, hmm. should we pulled into his fold, how will other houses trust us if they believe we are working with him? I don't know who's on what side of a righteous Klingon empire and who has defected into this strange contraband background. Uh, I believe more investigation is necessary before we align ourselves, whether true or not, with any other house. I agree with the commander. It is less that we need to curry his favor with us, but we need him to reveal his true colors. And if there's covert operations happening with this contraband or perhaps this implication of a Duras coup, which would not be there first, we need him to reveal that to the Empire as opposed to to us. We may not be believed, but we need to trick him into revealing himself to the others. We must find this information. I also have a question. Is the House of Quebec aligned with any other house at all at this point? Uh, I, did you want to answer that, Lisa, or should I do it? Uh, I think you already said what I know, which is yeah. that we're being courted by major houses, but we haven't like no one. We haven't picked who we might be aligned with yet. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, right now, the House of Quebec is a very financially successful house. Um, Bamir's sister has done an incredible job managing house finances and raising money. And in a post-war era, that is a very valuable thing. And, and the great houses, one of the ways they secure their power is by collecting minor houses to their cause. It's also worth noting that because you guys are a Cavort-class bird of prey, that be, having a warship also gives Quebec a lot of favor, like more value. But no one has, Quebec has not chosen a bedfellow just yet. It has not, the House of Quebec is still finding out which house is going to show it the proper respect of a minor house that's up and coming. And so far, not too many of them have done so great. The House of Martok, better than most. And we are also, uh, since the conversation's happening, get information about House of Quebec out there. We are also a new house. And um, my sister, uh, we, we come from agriculture and we kind of have crossed over into becoming warriors and a, um, a burgeoning house. We're a minor house, but we're burgeoning and we're up and coming. And we're catching a lot of attention because of our successes and our financial stability. Mm. I'm just thinking long-term for the ship that I'm serving that aligning ourselves publicly or not might have dire consequences down the line. Is there any well, way that we can... Oh, I, I apologize. Well, what I'm thinking is that if Cargan thinks that we are secretly aligning or secretly sympathizing with him or with Duras, we are not publicly saying that. We're just putting that in some messages for him to find secretly. And then if he bites, he will, may come to us and reveal things to us that we can then expose. But I also hear your concerns. And if we can do that without um, making any public statements, then we could perhaps go down that route. But if there's a better idea, then we will honor that. 
I just want to make sure there's no receipts that are going to implicate you in the future. <laughs> That's all I'm looking out for. Uh, as long as we can disavow them, then I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. If you want to like try and entice them out here, that's cool too. Is there any way that we can use Tonak as bait, maybe to correspond with with him and uh, record that that correspondence, and that way he'll be exposed. Simply like wiring him, have him scripted, say have him say something, maybe with a mind meld with a Kotar, his abilities be able to influence our uh, little young trader. I mean, great idea, but I didn't finish the training to do that. So if anything, I would be screwing myself over and probably just wiping his brain. So I would not advise that. But, you know, I get it. You don't know a lot about that part of my culture. It's not your fault. It's okay. We're still learning one about one another my half Klingon brother. I think it's possible to get young Tonak to do what we want from him. I think he seems pretty convinced to our side as it is. Yeah, I, I can yeah. tell you as a, as a storyteller, you, with these many successes that y'all roll, he is pliable now. You can get him to do what you want. Also, do not forget, he has five weeks just now of being my sparring partner. <laughs> to whatever we ask him to do. Yeah, uh, perhaps, um, Ramyan, with all of your expertise on political espionage, you can be one to coach him on what to say during this video interface with Kargan. I can do that. The trick is, what exactly are we saying to Kargan? That's that will lure him out. For this, I have no answer. We can have him lie about Trillium D being in our on our ship, and that that is what we found when we went there, and maybe lure him out that way. That's very compelling. I we could say that we have a huge store, and that the reason we are uh, masking our crippling is so that we can find buyers ourselves for the Trillium D. That would, certainly, that would certainly lure his attention. And perhaps if he is not sure of our loyalty or perhaps considers us a competitor, he would chase us out himself as much as he misses being out in the open stars and not stationed in that Narendra. Commander, it is your decision. I think this is a good plan. Truly MD. First officer, quick question. Is there some sort of way to make a formula of some sort out of Trillium D, you know, that can rub and go berserk in some way, shape, or form if the time comes? You want me to create a berserker formula for you. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to if it's, in, if it's incapable of being done, but you know, it's just good to have in the back pocket per se. It is good to have in the back pocket. 
Who, who doesn't want a wild Kotar on their side? I, I'll look into it, Kotar, and I'll keep it secret on my person. Also, we do not have any Trillium D. I just thought I might add that. Um, we don't have I any. I know, but we're going to hunt for it, aren't we? No, we are going to lure him and lie and say that we have Trillium D on the <laughs> Because I don't know. I love it from someone else. I think Scrag didn't he wasn't he holding a small vial of Trillium D before? Don't we still have that? Uh, you should still have that. Yes. You also have access. Um, if y'all remember correctly, you you do still have a contact with Captain Woth, the Tellarite trader who you rescued. Yeah, I think that he was one who was clutching the um, mm-hmm. of Trillium D. So I believe we confiscated that from him. Or at the yeah. very least, I would not let him leave with it. So I think that should be enough for me to create some something that I can either spray or inject into. <laughs> That's right. I'm a doctor, folks. <laughs> Perhaps we should just keep it as proof that we actually have any so that if Kagan's agents or himself try to re- look through our ruse, we are able to show that we have Trillium D. I am must advise against applying any more Trillium D to a mighty security, security officer because, as they say, who guards the guardsmen when the guardsmen is worth five of us combined? <laughs> I do. I have a hypo spray. Uh, also, no one ever comes to visit me in the sick bay and it gets lonely sometimes. You're always, on the, you're always on the bridge. Why would we need to go down there? <laughs> and I was just in there for a whole week. You don't remember the whole you are beating me up and then me falling on my face, and breaking <laughs> my nose and all of that. <laughs> it was really nice. It was really nice having company is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we have a plan then. All right, so tell me what you're doing. Uh, we're gonna, Kotar and I are gonna have a nice little talk with Tonak to convince him to talk to Kargan. And Ramyan is going to coach him through this with Bamir about what to say beforehand. Is that true? Yes, we'll develop the talking points to convey that we actually have Trillium D ourselves that we managed to get that from that base. And we are looking to, uh, make some of our own dealings. Maybe find out what's going on with who's trading and get into it ourselves. So so the idea is not only that we have some, but we might find out information about who else is dealing with it, including possibly Cargan. Okay. So why don't we do this? We'll cut to the scene of all of you standing in front of this young Klingon who you've just told him, we need you to contact Cargan. He's listening to all of you, and he just kind of nods and says, Okay. And you want me to tell him that you have Trillium D? No, we have Trillium D. So you want me to tell him that you have Trillium D? Yes. And also that we're looking for, we're looking to sell it ourselves. Is that right? Is that right, Bamir and Ramyan? Is that what we're saying? That not only are we looking to sell it ourselves, but that we are starting to hear rumors of other competitive buyers and sellers. As that oh. might affect the pricing of our Trillium D. He nods slowly and says, all right, I, I'm sure I could do that. 
Is there anything else? First day. Let's go. <laughs> you see this look of defeat on his face as he follows you out. Um, quick question. Are you going to beat the crap out of him before or after you, he is, uh, sends the message that you guys are doing this with the Trillium D? After. After, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. I want to be able to talk. All right. So he sends along the message to General Cargan of what you guys are up to. It takes um, a while for it to travel through subspace. You guys are not out in Shackleton. You are in Klingon territory right now. So about an hour after you guys are done sparring, Bimir, you receive a communication incoming from General Cargan. He is very prompt, isn't he? Uh, I would like to call my senior officers to my ready room, and we are going to listen to this message together. Okay. Uh, by the way, did our engineering snafu already happen? It's currently being investigated. Yes. Okay. So it is reported. Have we issued a report saying like, oh, we can't come to Rendra right now. We're incapacitated. You will have that as a backup for sure yes okay, i'm just wondering what cargan like knows officially right well i mean right now cargan will know pretty much anything you want him to know because you have control of that situation so whatever you want to tell him is what he's going to know uh and then before we move i'm just i mean i think we we should tell him officially that we're incapacitated due to our drinking tournament that was already happening before this occurred, right? Yes. That's yes, there was there were some uh, engineering diagnostics and repairs that didn't happen. And because of that, we, we now, our engines are offline and being repaired. Excellent. Okay. And I'm like quiet in the corner. On screen. Popping up on the view screen in your ready room, you see once again the dour face of General Cargan staring at you, command, uh, Commander. And you can tell from the moment that he speaks that he's growling through clenched teeth. But he's trying to keep up the appearance of looking chill. <laughs> he just says, Commander, how is the progress on your way back to Narendra Station as ordered? General Corrigan, forgive us. Our engines are currently offline due to uh, some repairs and diagnostics that did not happen in a timely manner. We will make our way to you after our engines are back online. Roll com presence command. <laughs> All right. Hell of a time for Kotar to fade out of existence. Can ah, I, I insist on this? If uh, I no, this is going to be one of those instances where it's all the commander. <laughs> well, yikes. <laughs> that was not a good roll. Um, uh, use one. Tell me what you get. Oh, no. I got bad. Oh, yay. Did you get a complication? Not no, not that, oh. but bad. Um, right. Is there re-rolling that can happen? I mean, Maybe, you, oh, you, I have momentum. You, yeah, you can spend momentum for a reroll. I'll try to at least reroll one of these. So I'll spend one momentum. Okay. At. 
All right. Okay, I got one success. Okay, one success. Yeah. Oof. I got. I rolled a seventeen and a nineteen the first time. Okay. Yikes. So one success. He stares at you hard and just says, "That's understandable. It's an older ship." Give me your location. I will send a repair crew to assist immediately. Of course. And I start to pretend to type in something to send him coordinates. Okay. <laughs> I figure out, do I send him our X coordinates? Um, is there anything else, General? Is everything well at Narendra? Yes, everything is delightful at Narendra. Waiting for those coordinates, Commander. Yes, I look over at Ra'amyan. Uh, I give him, like, what do I do, eyes? Bimir grew up being told stories of glory and of honor. And like most Klingons of, <laughs> of her stripe, Mir did not grow up being told how to lie well. Oh my god, there's so much like, I mean, like, we knew this was gonna happen, so we're all ready to try and help out Bamir if we can. So I think, like, Ramyan and I are standing there with, like, pen and paper that's, like, drawing stuff wildly. I'm gonna go ahead and say it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. He beat you on the roll. Ah, so he knows. the reason why he's asking the reason you you know the moment that he says your location he does not believe you sure he's calling the bluff so he's already he's already caught on that something is up yeah Uh, all right i'm like trying to like map out our our place in the star chart and be like not here but here give him false location okay okay so to come here Tell him he has to come here. All right, and you know what? (laughs) What? So I said, sorry, Commander, Uh, broke my hand. Did you have to to go to the the Klingon little boy's room? (laughs) The little Klingon's room? (laughs) I did, I did, I did. My bad, sorry about that. It happens, no, it's fine. We have two bladders and sometimes it just all builds up, you know? Hey, you know? (laughs) Anyway, we're on the line with General Cargan, who is not on location. (laughs) Oh, hello, hello, General. Uh, So yeah, Ramyan and I are furiously in the corner trying to like indicate like that. Right. I put in coordinates that are between where we actually are and the way back to Narendra, because now that we're encrypted, hopefully we've been able to hide our actual location from him. Do we, do I mean, we get that? I mean, so right now y'all are cloaked. He, right. there's no way oh, to detect okay. exactly where y'all are. Ah, so even better. I'm going to give coordinates that are like far from us, like for reals, um, okay. but it's feasible because he knew we were like, Something that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, even though he he knows we're lying. Are we trying to so, draw him out though, or just figure out what his ship is doing? Because then we should do it somewhere closer so we can get the jump on them. Well, okay. Let's. I mean, I I, I think if we can try and pull him out as much as we can, I think that would be excellent. If uh, we're leading up to a, a showdown with him, then yeah, then let's tell him to come closer to where we are. 
But if we're maybe somewhere where we haven't have an advantage. What kind of ship does he have? Doesn't he have like a crazy giant battle something? Um, you, you're talking about Cargan himself? Yeah. Cargan doesn't have a ship. He's just stationed on Narendra. But he can commandeer any ship he wants in the fleet. Okay. Yeah. So he's sending a repair ship. Um, we're probably looking at a fight here, whoever he sends. Well, but you know, we don't need to draw him out. Let's just ambush the ship that he sent out and, like, take it over. That's what I'm saying. But don't we still need evidence of him uh, aligning himself with uh, Tonak and the House of Duras? Yeah, Omeg, you're going to grab that from the ship once we take it over. Oh, my apologies. Immediately having flashbacks, Omek, of the last time you beamed on board of the bridge of a starship and tried to take information off of it while it was being annihilated. You're <laughs> going to do it, right, Omek? <laughs> I will definitely try, Commander Dodge. My best. My hands get sweaty whenever I feel pressure. Stop sweating! <laughs> the quote of the game. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think this is all still happening on the phone, so Ramyan and I are both just trying to... Yeah. Yeah, oh, basically. So, so what's it gonna be? Are we drawing this ship to us for a fight? Uh, I, we want to give him a false, false location and have his ship that he's gonna send out go there so he can try and ambush it. I think. That one! Okay, alright. So I send coordinates. Okay. <laughs> it's a tense moment, Vimir, as you're sitting here looking at your crew and as they're like waving their arms and freaking out a little bit. The idea comes to you after you're watching all of them. You type in nearby coordinates, is that correct? All right. He sees the transmission complete and he doesn't say anything as he ends transmission. And that's that. Well, that was All right. <laughs> well, Didn't how long will it much? take for the? Sh- I apologize, Captain. How long will oh, it sorry. take for the ship to come from uh, Narendran to where we're at? Depending on what warp he's at, it could take just a f- maybe two days. Depending oh. on what warp speed they're traveling. If they're traveling at maximum warp, two to three days. It's not that far. This this area of space is one of those weird areas where both Klingon Federation and Romulan territory are all kind of converging. And the area where you guys are in is very, for the for lack of a better way of describing it, this is like a thin section of space right on the borders of the Romulan neutral zone. Um, and this is all the morning after our crazy drinking tournament. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I propose for ship like we take one day to recover and one day to prepare ourselves for a potential ambush of another ship. That's I what think, I as first officer. I think we should get every possible advantage. Make sure the remaining crew is loyal and able to make sure that our convenient disabling of our engines is no longer an issue and that the crew is not suspicious of it. Perhaps we should find an advantageous location near those coordinates so that we can get the jump on them, as it were, 
And finally, perhaps we should think about any allies we can call in. Should he send a more powerful ship than the Borku can handle on her own? Question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is for Omek or Amyan or you, but what is the farthest space that they can read in relation to the coordinates that Like, can we hover at the edge of whatever the strongest ship's radars can detect and then put on the cloaking so we're extra not You, you basically asked but we're going to lie in ambush and lie in wait. Yeah, so we don't have to warp in. I feel like that'll uh, make yes. it Absolutely, that's it's incredibly easy to do. Like really, just going into a cloak and then waiting, at like a nearby specified area, so that you're within optimal weapons range while cloaked. Yeah, and you should, unless they're unless they're traveling under cloak while at warp, you should be able to detect them as soon as they enter the system. Uh, I feel as though we we're getting. Do we have a sense of whether we? think Cargan knows that we suspect him? Does he know that we know he knows? There are no things to know that you belong to him. He, he's definitely, I mean, judging from the fact that I'm telling you that he is aware that he was being put on just now when Bamir was kind of like trying to delay. Um, he's aware that Bamir was not telling him the truth which he is probably deducing that that means that something is up and he needs to deal with this. Mm. It's not necessarily, it, he may or may not know that you guys know, but. Mm. So essentially he could be sending out a reconnaissance team that is under the disguise of a maintenance crew. Mm. I, then I would suggest that either we gain an ally in this potential ship to ship fight with Tagal, perhaps, or some other house, or that we scatter in the opposite direction and get the frack out of here and go somewhere else to gain more information. I don't think we should go into this fight knowing that he could know that we know that he knows. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and, and, and easy out, too, is that it's going to take them two days to get out here, so we can say, oh, we fixed it in a day. We fix it. Bye. You know. <laughs> so we're and sure. then what's that? Anything above a repair ship or something. So I'm going to institute something here. Oh boy. <laughs> and I have not had to do this since Shield of Tomorrow. But I'm going to start awarding myself threat the longer the planning phase takes. Because, because right now, Cargan is making his move to send someone to intercept you guys. So moving at the speed of plot, we're going to start talking about what do you plan on doing here? You have given him coordinates. You have basically set up a trap. What are you thinking of doing? And what do you why you guys want to do? I'm not awarding myself threat just yet, but we are hitting that, we are hitting that, that uh, spot. Commander, are we still sticking to the plan of using the Trillium D as a way to see which, what side he's on, whether he is a traitor or not? Well, okay, that's a good question. So following that thread, um, we 
if Cargan thinks we have Trillium D on our ship, he's not going to just open fire. He might try to take our ship and take the Trillium D, right? Whoever he's sending out here. So either we wait around uh, in, in hiding and wait as Kotar said, um, to see who he sends and to get the jump on them, or we just leave, get a head start, figure out our next step from there, and in a day, tell Cargan, oh, our engines are fixed, we're heading back to Narendra, but don't head back to Narendra. But there are lots of, there are lots of other options. What's our overall goal here? I think our to goal has Cargan to be out? to make him reveal himself. My suggestion, Commander, we call in one more favor from Captain Tagal. Have him lie in wait and cloaked and not interfere until it is utterly necessary. If when we reveal the Trillium D we do have, and General Cargan reveals anything, Tagal shall be listening in and broadcasting out to whoever needs to know this, perhaps High Command. All right. And yes. if this comes to worse and disruptors open upon us, and if he comes in some sort of Vorcha or a higher ranked ship, then we will have Tagal at our side to defend against this treachery. That is my com- suggestion, Commander. This sounds like a- That's solid, and I concur with that. Excellent plan. This is why we have a politician in our <laughs> senior <laughs> ranks. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, okay. Then let's send a message, an encrypted, fully encrypted message to Tagal. Um, right. Do you want us present, Captain Commander Vermeer, or will this be private? It will not be private. You can stay here. Oh, oh, let me cover my ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you encrypt the communications. Uh, we'll just piggyback off the role that you guys had earlier to encrypt your communications. Um, it takes some back and forth because his response would indicate that he doesn't exactly know what communication he's receiving. Like, it's not clear who's trying to contact him because it's on an encrypted channel but the appropriate codes are given over so that he can respond and after about 30 minutes of attempting to establish contact you finally see through the static on an encrypted channel uh the captain appear you see the expression on his face indicates that he's a little surprised when, his, when you appear on his screen. And Tagal just says, Captain, I didn't think I'd be seeing you again so soon. I wonder why that is, Tagal. I thought you were going into hiding or you were plotting some plan to perhaps unmask General Cargan. Well, you got the second part right. We we require your assistance and allyship. But first, yes. But first, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. You previously were monitoring our communications with Cargan. Did you 
detect the most recent communications? No, but I did receive a message from General Cargan not 15 minutes ago. Ah, and what did the good general have to say? I've been ordered to locate the IKS Borku and relieve you of command. There it is. Tegal, are you on our side? Cargan is a sniveling traitor and we just need to prove it. Hmm. Um, I turn to Ramyan, and this time I do not mute. This is on purpose. Ramyan, it seems that this is the repair ship that is being sent our way. What do you suggest we do? Does the general suspect anything of you, Captain? I haven't seen any indication. If he's sending me to take care of Commander Bemir, it would suggest that he trusts that I will do so. And is he coming along for the ride, or is he merely having you be his... No, we're weeks away from Narendra Station. We're the closest ship to you. So is he within two days away from where we are? Uh, Vorcha can probably get to you guys in about two days, yeah. So, in my head, like, would he be the only ship that's coming this way, or is he one of one or more? Well, it would seem to suggest that he is the only ship coming this way. You're not aware of any other ships in the area. Perhaps if you take part in our presentation, as it were, we will rendezvous with you, and you can tell the general that you have found us and commandeer the ship, when in reality, we shall maintain our command. But you shall reveal further information which will draw him out, perhaps involving Trillium D. There better be an end game to this. Disobeying the orders of Cargan without proof of his treason is risking all of our lives for nothing. And we might be able to postpone the inevitable, but unless we have that evidence, all of this is going to cost us everything. We must find out who is consorting with. I know you are no friends of the Duras house. The one we found in our ship that has been reporting to the general is not is not just giving him information, but has drunkenly bragged that there is a rise in House Duras soon. And for all intents and purposes, you are succeeding at the mission that you were given to take over command from the mirror. We are telling you that we are giving it to you. I believe when the general said relieve of command, he meant execute. <laughs> I just knew you won't try. The ghostly laugh. <laughs> Kotar, you've gone invisible. Yeah, Kotar is like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is no Kotar, only Zul. Uh, what proof does he require? Proof? What proof? You well. You say you want evidence. There, there needs to be evidence of Cargan's treachery. Yes, 
Otherwise, it's our word against the generals, and then we will have to defend ourselves. Well, Tagal, I'm saying that you you can come and say that you have taken command of IKS Borku as per your directions from Kargan. Yes. And we will reciprocate that message unharmed as we are. Do you require anything else to send to Kargan to prove that you have been successful in your mission? Not immediately, but I'm certain he was going to want the Borku to return to Narendra Station after the death of its commander. What if there is no Borku to return to the station? Perhaps a scorched scrap heap that you'd have to tractor back as proof. This could work, but it doesn't resolve my original point, which is everything we are doing is merely a delaying action. It would be only a matter of time until he found out that we had lied. It would be only a matter of time until he discovered. We need evidence. If we can come up with a plan to find evidence, then all of these suggestions make sense. Otherwise, he's playing us against one another. Do we have an ally on the station? Perhaps someone could monitor his communications. Turn this table around. There is one. You hear the groan coming out of him as he just says, I don't enjoy calling upon him for help. If it is the only way to save the Empire, we must act. I have a feeling, is it the ambassador? Jaw. The drunk. Ambassador Jaw has both the authority of House Martok behind him, and he likes Commander Bamir. He might be willing to help here. But you would only get one chance to communicate with him. Either way, I'm going to need to proceed to your location to keep up appearances. Everything we do will be on a timetable moving forward. At All the right. very least, this gives us time. If we were destroyed by IKS Borku, we could mask our signature and proceed unhindered as a dead ship. It's possible, ship yes. And I'm willing to assist, but it's going, our lives will be in your hands. You need to uncover evidence of Cargan's betrayal. Or otherwise, we'll all die with dishonor. Ironic then, that the general has sent us to chase a ghost ship, when it is a ghost ship that shall be his end. <laughs> you have a poet's heart, Klingon. Commander Premier, I'm afraid that we must die, as it were, in order to be reborn as a new Klingon Empire. I suggest we fake our deaths and continue as ghosts of our own selves in order to uncover the plot, as it were. Yes, I agree. But before we do that, perhaps we should make a call to Ambassador Jaw. Make your call. I'm on my way to the coordinates that were provided. I should be there within two days. 
All right. We'll begin to replicate some scraps to make it look like our ship was destroyed. Do your best to go right. out. Cuts off. This is going to be the last time I let you do this without having to roll again because you encrypted the hell out of the channel, but you are contacting the ranger station. Okay. So, you going to place a call to the ambassador? Hell yeah. All right. So, this is more coaching. I did. <laughs> so you reach out. It's it's late station time, but it takes a few moments, and sure enough. Coming up on the view screen, you see the heavy set, jovial face of Ambassador Jaw. Judging from the look of it, uh, it's late at night, but he seems quite sober. He is wearing the thick white furs of animal skin of some kind, like these thick, heavy coats that indicate his station and his wealth. You see the bandolier, the House of Martok, the symbols of his ambassadorship. He is of a great house and a voice of a great house. He is the representative of the Klingon Empire here in Narendra Station. And when he sees your face come up on screen, he goes, what? Why are you calling me? Can't a, an adoring commander call an honorable ambassador such as yourself without their... Suspicion? Uh, I am too ugly to be complimented by one as beautiful as you, so I see right through your flattery. But I do appreciate the attempt, young woman. Now, what the hell do you want? Are you alone? You see, he actually takes a moment to lean back in his chair and looks and says, Yes. Good. Lock the door. All right. <laughs> Without any question, he just, you hear some chirping noise. He leans back and then says, What are we up to? Cargan must be exposed. He is putting the Empire at risk. You've I need to know. Been speaking to Tagal. Oh, beyond that, we have found out that someone on our ship was placed by Corrigan and ordered to report back to him on our doings. A spy. That is not honorable. That is not an honorable action of an honorable general. Corrigan is up to something. We also have learned that by sending a false message via this spy to Corrigan that we were in possession of Trillium D, that put a bounty on our heads, mine specifically. Trillium D, why? Well, we believe that perhaps Corrigan has been playing both sides of the Romulan conflict. We believe he been allied with Romulans. But the Romulan conflict, Mindak has returned to the Romulan Star Empire. That's what, what Corrigan says. Well, there was, according to Corrigan, there was a conflict, and that's why we were sent to the edge of Klingon space. 
I'm gonna need some kind of evidence or proof. This is... This is... I'm too sober for this. What do you... <laughs> do you think Cargan's conspiring with Romulans? You think he wants Trillium D? Why are the Romulans... Where are you making all of this up, child? Why would you say any of this? What what information do you have? What's what what has what has spurned you to believe any of this? I'm going to just download. Basically, I'm going to be upfront with him and tell okay. him. You basically exposition yeah. dump it all on him. Okay. Found that place where the you know and the list of ships, like all that stuff. He's looking at the information as you're telling him all of this stuff, and he's looking at the info as it comes in, and he goes... Oh, no, sorry. I'm not sending him, like, the actual info, like, data. Oh, you're just basically telling him everything? Yeah. Okay, he listens intently, and there's a long stretch of silence when he's done, and he says... So Tagal was right. Coggin? He's always been a bitter fool. Never thought... Huh. So, what do you need from me? We need hard evidence of Cargan's malfeasance. We need him to confess. We need to hear him saying what his plan is. We need this evidence so that we can expose it to the Empire and expose him. So, you want me to creep around his office like some kind of Romulan? Uh, how can I uncover evidence? You, what, what is exactly you're asking me to do? He's the general of Klingon forces here on Starbase 364. This, <laughs> without evidence against him, I, I will get nowhere. And I will bring shame to my house if I'm caught snooping around. Uh, there is there is one possibility you see all of a sudden his eyes lighten up and he says I'm going to have to play this there's a Federation starship that's reporting back to Starbase 364 soon on board as an ambassador that I have good rapport with and who carries a lot of political weight here at Narendra Station and indeed throughout most of the quadrant to this side of Klingon territory. I believe that they have the ear of the Romulan ambassador. Maybe, just maybe, I can call in a favor. However, I'm going to need time. The Ross isn't due to arrive for a few more days. All right. Well, you should know that in that time, my ship will be reported to have been destroyed. Mm. But fear not. We will contact you in a few days' time to see what we can uncover. Very well, good, Commander. Yeah. We'll see what we uncover. In case I don't see you again, die well. 
Today is a good day to die. You see the Klingon symbol. As the transmission cuts, you look to your senior staff. Right now, there is a Vorcha warship racing towards you at top speed. An ally on the way, but behind it is the force of a general who wants your head, who is suspecting that you're on to him. The plot is thickening on Narendra Station as the Klingon ambassador is calling in a favor. Whatever happens in the next couple of days, the Vorcha will arrive and the Borku will either have unmasked a conspiracy orchestrated perhaps by traitors within the Empire, or you'll all be slagged and floating in the vacuum of space. That is where we are leaving tonight's game. It could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, you know. Your nose could be gushing with blood and then Danny DeVito bites your face like anything could happen. Um, I will say, <laughs> I will say tonight was a great game, y'all. This is a lot of good role playing tonight. Always a blast to play with you guys. I wish Blood of the Void was more than once a month. Um, thank you guys so much for tonight's game. Thank you, Ox Crew, for tuning in, supporting Blood of the Void and being here with us. Um, we appreciate all the support you give us on Patreon as well. Uh, thank you so, so much. We will catch you all next Monday night uh, for Clear Skies and for those who are interested this Saturday for Predation at noon here on Q Times. Until then, die well.